Hi, this is Ben Lindbergh. And Jessica Clemens. And we are the hosts of Button Mash, the Ringer's video game podcast on the Ringerverse feed. We are in the midst of the biggest blockbuster gaming month either of us can recall. We're talking about Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros., Alan Wake, Five Nights at Freddy's, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Woo! We will have our hands full. You can have your ears full with us talking about these wonderful video games on the Ringerverse feed weekly throughout this month on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's going on, Shoes? I could go so many directions with this one, but since the NBA season began since the last time we spoke. Oh, yeah. We back. What's up? In all of wrestling history, who is the Victor Wimbignana of pro wrestling? Oh, wow. That's a good one. The Victor Wimbignana of professional wrestling. Well, it would have to be somebody who came in with such, such high hype and at such a young age. Uh, I don't know if there's, I guess the closest thing you could come to a Victor Wembanyama as far as like hype and just coming in with all the tools that as, as a high prospect would probably be Brock Lesnar, right? Like oh, that's Lesnar, good. Right Brock, out of the gate. Right out the gate when Brock, the first time I saw Brock Lesnar do a shooting star press at that size in OVW, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's kind of, the same feeling I get from Victor Wembanyama when he's like seven five doing dribble crossover pull ups from thirty feet out <laughs> and blocking at the same time. So it's in this in the vein of shit that I've just never seen before, and having to think things yeah. would have to go very wrong for his career not to go well. Brock and Victor is probably close. It's tough because you you are, I want to go size, right? I mean, you could look at like you know Big Show, like when he debuted in WCW, like there was no doubt he was gonna be made be a made man, right? Okay. But he wasn't, you know, we we he 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 wasn't Wimby. Yeah, yeah he I was mean, a freak you know, in, like, a, in a different way. That's what that's what Wimby that's what Wimby is so exciting. He's a freak, but like you can also see the talent. Like with Big Show, he's like, oh wow, he's a, he's a, he's 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 incredibly tall, but that's yes. not the thing you you. I mean, that's not the main thing about him, or it is it's the main the thing size about him. Been a, and the skill. There've been a lot of tall guys, but it's just the holy shit factor, which Brock really does hit. I mean, listen, you know the 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 old wrestling nerd in me wants to make a case for Andre because when he first came out mm. of the gate. When nobody mm-hmm. was watching him, he was wrestling in France and in Canada and all, you know, all over the place. Uh, he was super athletic, doing crazy high flying stuff, drop kicks, you know, the whole thing. Um, but that's sort of speculative. Again, we're not reviewing the tape here. We're just sort of going off a little bit of footage and and what we've been told. Right. Um, old wives' tales and shit. <laughs> so maybe Brock's the right one. So what you're saying is, in like 20 years. Victor Wimbignana, Wimbignama is going to be what? Uh, just carrying a boombox on his shoulder and wearing like cowboy shirts? Is that is this what is this what we're, we have to look forward to? Is he going to what streak will he in? He's going to be 
that he's going to just like posterize LeBron James out of existence. <laughs> That's going to be him breaking the LeBron's going to be playing like at like 53 years old and Wimby's finally going to take him down. Is that would that be the parallel there? I, I guess it will be the closest, but that would involve LeBron playing like another five, six years, which is entirely possible. Um, yeah, long enough for him to become the wrestle, the, the late stage Undertaker. Maybe he just shows up for the playoffs. Maybe like the Undertaker just, was just doing mania. Just, LeBron just shows up for a playoff run every year, and he just well, like you know just gets down in the post. Okay, so here's here's I think the streak he breaks. I don't know how accurate this is. I think it's pretty accurate, but I think. LeBron has never been swept out of the first round or never lost the first round series in his career or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the streak that happens. Like the Spurs just wax the Lakers 4-0 in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And then you see Paul Heyman slash Greg Popovich coming out with the... <gasps> yeah. <laughs> when, oh and then, well, you remember last year when LeBron lost, he like me like uh, started floating the idea of his retirement just to like yeah. steal the thunder from the from the uh, from the Nuggets. That Very would happen. Small if he, walk out. If he, no, no, no. He would go out like the Undertaker, go out in his back, you know, say he got a concussion. He didn't remember anything that happened in the game. <laughs> Adam Silver gets in the ambulance and takes him to the hospital, just like yeah. Vince did. Yeah, this is this is a story. We should. Let's talk to the NBA. We should make this happen. And then we have so much more to talk about today. Let's, let's get, start let's the get show. This script, let's get the script writers on the phone. <laughs> let's go. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, pal. How about yourself, man? I'm doing good. The Mavericks are 1-0. Mm. Derek mm. Lively Jr. officially outplayed Wimby. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm a I'm a Derek Lively fan, man. I got to see him. I actually got to call some of his uh, his uh, high school action when he played in one of these Slam All American games. So when I saw him, you know, being basically like Luca's pick and roll, you know, beneficiary for the first uh, Wimby game, I'm like, oh, oh, might have something here. Might have something here. But yes, yeah. Exactly. We're Congrats to the Mavericks. They're doing no, no, fine. no, 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 no. First of all, the Mavericks, they don't have enough. I mean, look, listen, Grant Williams is great. You, you know, I'm not sure he's going to be the number three scorer for a good team, but... But you got Luke and Kyrie. You and do. That's, that's good. That you is do. very no, no, good. They're, they're, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively excited. But despite the fact that, that Lively's stat line was good, Wimby was like literally hoisting threes over him when he was set in <laughs> position. <laughs> so I'm not sure... I mean, Wimby is really going to test the bounds of of basketball possibilities. It's yeah. really, it's dumb. It's really just dumb. He can just take what I mean. If he just if he can shoot fifty percent from three and nothing can stop him. Well, anyway, let's talk about pro wrestling. Let's talk about it. Um, I had a couple other cold open questions that I had scribbled out over the week. One of them was, uh, if you could have a one man private screening, if you could have a one man private screening. Or you could have a private screening, invite your friends, but you you got you and your friends got a week 
you're the only people to see this movie for a week and you can talk about it and tweet about it and you have exclusive on it. Would you choose The Iron Claw, the new, uh, the upcoming Von Erich movie, okay. or would you choose Country Hearts starring Chris Jericho, which is going to be on some TV channel where he plays a former rocker turned farmer whose daughters want to be country music singers? Yeah, you, you, you lost me at country, Dave. <laughs> like, it could have been, it could have been, it could have been The Rock starring in that movie, and I'd be like, yeah. You, you know. don't want to see Country Hearts starring Chris Jericho and his uh, others? Not, not really my my cup of tea, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a Chris Jericho movie that I was like super like I have to see. Him in this movie, you know. Uh, so no, I, I, I'm. But you know, I'm, but it would be you get to make fun of it. You'd be the I one mean, person saying, "I saw this. I got. I saw that Edge movie. What was the Edge movie in the airplane? Uh, was it the Disney movie? No, uh, no, it? no. It was like it was. It was a like, Kelsey Grammer was in it. It was like an action movie. Anyway, I got to see that like <laughs> and, and before everybody else, and I was just like. Man, I had so many jokes. I couldn't tweet them, but I was yeah. texting them and stuff like that. I don't know. We're in, we're in wild times, man. I'm trying to spread more positivity. So, all right, good. So, so go with terrible, the Iron Claw. Something's terrible. I'm just gonna let it be terrible in, in the void by itself. Okay, well, I have, a, be- I, I have a better cold open question. That is money plane. Thank you, Brian. Money plane. That's right. Ah, there uh, you go. The I have a better cold open question. If you could have any old professional wrestler given to you as a gift, who would you pick? <laughs> 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 oh my God. Um. There's so many ways to answer that question that wouldn't get an HR violation. So I'm just going to go with one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> That's answer. He's been your answer to like three cold open questions, I feel like. I over two, who, doesn't, who doesn't love Two Cold Scorpio, first off, right? I, like, I have a Flash Funk action figure. Hey, loves it. He's, he's the man to me, man. Um, and he's just like, I don't know. I just feel like he'd be a good hang. Doesn't he seem like a good hang? Oh, like for he's sure. got some great stories to tell. Like I'd much rather hang out with him than no disrespect to Ric Flair, who is an absolute legend. But I just feel like after hanging out with Rick for a little bit too long, it's like ah, I got some things to do in the morning. You know, I got. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Flash Funk slash Super Scorpio would would get you out at a reasonable time. And be like, all right, we gotta go do handle stuff. Oh, we gotta handle, we gotta run errands, right? Flair would burn the midnight oil with you, and I can't live that life no more. That's not my that's not my style. So, it's true. No, no, uh, it's strange, strange. I know you can give people as gifts, but I mean, I guess well, you do what anymore. you want when you pop, and you know, no, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> thank God we we don't live those lives anymore. Well, thank but, God it wasn't too cold, Scorpio. That would have been <laughs> um, the. I might go with somebody tall. You might go with like a Kevin, just 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 for like the added, like, hey, can you reach that for me? You know, like just someone could, that could do something that I physically well, Dave, can't. You're like six five. Like, no, you're not, I'm like you're six not one, sure. six two. No, I know. I'm just trying to think of something that would be practical. A good, hang, who would be a good hang? I mean, X Pac like, would be a good hang. Can, can someone gift me X Pac? X Pac would be a, definitely a good hang. Uh, I think Kevin Nash would be a cool hang too. He probably and he knocks out both of your choices, right? He's tall. Yeah, Kevin and he seems be like he'd be a, a, a great person to hang with. Um, 
I don't know, man. Probably the Godfather. The Godfather seems pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I, I interviewed him. Uh, yeah. He was, he was, he was really cool. He was, he was, he was, a, he was a good guy. Brian, of all the folks that we interviewed for the Book of Wrestling, what who was, who do you think would be the best hang? I was gonna say the Godfather. Yeah, literally comes on. He's got screen. good weed and he's got good. Yeah. <laughs> professionals like what 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 else do you need i don't think he's doing the professionals thing anymore but is he i don't remember but i mean he's in vegas you never know you know it's uh it's it's one of those things number two though honestly Mm. gerald briscoe oh jerry briscoe i I, that that might be my answer jerry briscoe he was funny (laughs) he was lucid he was like he like it it, it, that was great man Hmm. um I, I, i guarantee if you like you know want to ever want to go like hunting or fishing or need something's wrong with your car you know that's you they, he's got you he got he's, he's he can hook you up man you know he, he can, a, you know you know who's a random really good hang from 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 we're talking about basketball and basketball talk big damo big Damo. oh yeah um, uh, yeah yo basketball fanatic if you if you had no idea about it right like you'd look at him you wouldn't think he's a guy who just like would know who was like the third string point guard on uh the 76 Celtics, something like that but he loves hoops, and him and Devon Dudley. I used to love talking basketball with them all the time. They're, oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. They're they're big hoops guys, and they're great, great hangs too. So I think Devon Dudley's probably in there too. I, I'd love to take away him. He's great. Uh, well, we got a lot to cover today. We Let's got get to uh, it. we got a big dynamite. Uh, big news of the week is that WWE is going to Berlin. Bash in Berlin, mm. August twenty twenty four. Mm. Uh, more international PLEs. I love it. Well, there's a rumor that there's going to be a Paris PLE too. That should be interesting. So that could be. Uh, I don't not. even know what a Paris crowd is like. What is it? What is it? What is, it? is it very? I mean, I, I could assume it's very much a. They have a know. long. They they have a storied wrestling history. Like mm. I said, Andre was from back there, but that's where the first. Uh, I believe that the first uh historical um. Incidents of masked wrestlers was in France. Like this is way, way, way back. No way. Yeah, they did a very like uh, uh, opera house sort of like performative wrestling thing. And I mean, it, there's we we'll go into it when and if that's when and if that's announced. Um, but yeah, so there's that. <laughs> uh, wrestlers in Paris, Jabba's in Paris. That should be the theme song for it. <laughs> Jabba's in Paris. <laughs> uh, Bash, but Bash in Berlin. Oh. I don't know if there's a theme song for that. Um, but yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be Drop cool. Drop so hard. Drop so hard. Motherfuckers want to find me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We can uh, make the song. I don't think anybody will take it from us. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, you know, we got some, we got some German slash or not. Is there any Eastern that- European wrestlers that, that'll, that'll be featured there, there, I'm sure. I was about to say, is there any way Gunther doesn't main event uh, the bash at Berlin? Somehow, I mean, uh, yeah, sure, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it makes it would make more sense to have him in the semi main and win, than you know, to be in the Drew McIntyre role from Clash of the Castle. But we'll see. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who that's knows? True. This is this is a year from now, a year away. He, he could be world champion. Jones might already be world champion by then. Yeah, definitely. he also might be, you know, fired by then. We don't <laughs> like. I don't. That's a long time in wrestling time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, trying to trying to figure out how the wrestling world is going to look like a year from now is a fool's errand. Yeah, because nobody knows. Things change weekly, daily, hourly. It's crazy. Um. So yeah. 
So, so that's happening. That's really big. Adam Cole thanked everybody for support through his surgery on Twitter. I'm tap just going through the news early because we got, yeah. So he, tap, that's, tap, 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 tap. Still don't believe him. I still don't believe him. Uh, uh, even, even with the, I very, started this as a joke, but yeah, I don't believe him either. I now. still I'm, don't believe him. Still. <clears throat> with that mask and the devil thing happening, I still believe. That this is going to be the swerving, swervington. This is how people always add, 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 people always ask how people get get you know caught up in conspiracy theories. This is how mm-hmm. it's always it's MMA fighters and wrestlers, people that spend too much time in the locker room, or in this case, in echo chambers, just talk, just bullshitting with their buddies. Like you know what that joke you made the other day? It's true now. It's true. <laughs> we don't believe anything, man. Like we've we've been fed, we have been led to believe that nothing is ever what it seems. So conspiracy theories are always. Right around the corner for for any pro wrestling fan, you know, you always just think what you're seeing might mean something, might be nothing, but you never know. So it lets the mind run crazy with conspiracy theories. Like like now, you know, half of my Twitter feed is you know orthopedic surgeons. They're like, well, actually, I'm holding this early. I got the surgery. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and who knows? And who's and who's to say if they're right or wrong? Because in a couple of weeks, you could just pop out and turn off that mask and everyone would be like, see, I told you, you got me. And da, da, da. But that's the wild world of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely tied up in this mask storyline. We can talk about Dynamite. So MJF beats Juice Rob- Robinson. Really, really fun match. And then, so, the, so there's the, the Bullet Club beatdown, then the acclaimed and Daddy Ass come in and make the save, and then there's the whole yada, yada, yada. And then, uh, and the, oh, and then Kenny Omega comes out as MJF. MJF says he won't team up with the Acclaim. That was a really weird one. Uh, there was a kind of a, a jokey flub line, I think, in there somewhere. The so you're saying there's a chance didn't quite didn't quite land, but I I still kind of think he's going to tag with them, or he could tag with the uh, Kingdom dudes. I don't know. Um, but he's gonna but, but he's got to have to find some tag team partners. But before we get to that, uh, Kenny Omega comes out. Kenny Omega, by the way, in jeans and no shirt looks so... E- I don't know if it looks wrong or right. It looks... He looks so much scarier just coming out <laughs> with just the... Just the... Wait, there comes a point where you're so jacked that you don't notice it when somebody's wearing tights because it's mm. just that's what a wrestler looks like, but then you put him in regular person clothes and yeah. be that jacked and it just looks kind of... Sh- like, yeah, Kenny Omega looks like Ken Patera out there, man. I mean, he's like, he's got muscles that are just like, like shelves hanging over. Google Ken Patera in the WWF in his heyday mm. of the, the mm. WWF. I don't think he was that big. And he was the world's strongest man. Anyway, Kenny Omega you know, comes out. Did you watch Go a lot of Saved by the Bell back in the day? Oh, yeah. Kenny Omega looks like he went to Valley. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's the hair and the, and the, and the yeah. jeans, like. He definitely looks like somebody who like had beef with AC Slater in the nineties. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna see you this weekend at the meet, bro." And yeah, not. Nah, I, I hear what you're saying with the wrestlers in regular people clothes and forgetting. Oh yeah, these guys are not normal humans. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. So they're gonna fight MJF and Kenny uh, Omega challenged MJF. They're gonna fight Collision this week because that's uh, Kenny Omega's streak is gonna be beat if mm-hmm. MJF wins. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, man, they're kind of giving this away, but uh, I mean, there's no reason they can't run it back if it's great, you know, and make people and have people want it even more. Um, this is exciting. Kenny Omega versus MJF. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, like, did you give that thing 30 minutes? That could be, that could be a match of the year. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I got so many thoughts on it. Uh, 
I do feel like I'm 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 invested now because everything on AEW feels like is revolving around the world championship, which it yeah. should. But man, Kenny Omega hasn't I mean, outside of beating dude from Aussie Open, hasn't had like a strong singles victory in a while. Uh, are you just going to kind of just run him out against MJF and have like a no Well, that's sort of the thing. He came a, out and he was just like, I don't have any right to be here, right. but I do have, but, but you know, he's like, I have, you have something I want, the belt, and I have something you want, which is my streak. I mean, which is, you know, my whatever. Longest and, running AW champion, I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, you know, you can just get it anyway, or you can fight me for it like a man. You know, you can, if you, if you're, if you're a real champion, if you're the real man of the people, people, whatever, then, then you'll do this match. And MJF was like, okay, then you're right. I'll do it. He also has a match set for next week. You know, the the the, the six-man, I guess. So he's got, or the eight-man. So he's got, uh, MJF's a real workhorse champ all of a sudden. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, I think that they deliberately are sort of framing it a little bit of it as a throwaway, right? I mean, it's like, a li- like, not a throwaway, but like, you're right. Omega doesn't necessarily deserve it. This is MJF giving him a shot. You're doing it for the people, like doing it, whatever, doing it because he's a baby face now. And I think that sort of lowers the stakes in a helpful way, right? right. So it's not like this is this is not supposed to be the main event at all out. This is just this is a collision event. And if it doesn't go the distance, or you know, there's a schmozzy finish or whatever, then you know, then. I think people will sort of be okay with that as long as we get 15, 20 minutes of just sick wrestling before then. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe Kenny Omega will fake break his ankle too. And <laughs> So anyway, that happens. And then later on when Renee was interviewing him backstage, I guess, he, MJF backstage, it was after his promo, there was a cut to the, the, the devil face. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole's definitely behind that. Match. It's got to be Adam Cole, right? Now, like, Adam hell? Cole may or may not be actually injured. Yeah. There's really no, I mean, the whole conspiracy theory that we're touting about Adam Cole not really being injured is is all good and well, but but for storytelling purposes, he's still a part of the story, right? I mean, of course he is. They they didn't. They're not taking any making any effort to make him disappear. That's why Roddy Strong is out there just talking about him left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you know, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't really matter if he's injured because he could just come out with a walking boot on. And still have the mask and stuff, and just be the and be the you know manager of whoever is going to be MJF's opponent in his place, be it Roddy Strong or oh hey it's Kyle O'Reilly or like what you know whoever you know. Um, so there's a lot of ways they can go with that, but that's definitely that's got to be Adam Cole behind that mask. I don't know. Ah. Well, if it's not Adam Cole, I mean, <laughs> what's the what's the absolute best case scenario? Like what what scenario? Does play out is, is the best case scenario for who's under that. Rick Flair, a hundred percent. You know what mine is? I mean, I I know it's definitely not it, but if there's, <laughs> don't hate me for this. The best case scenario would it would it be in CM Punk, right? Like, I mean, the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you he didn't exist, and wow. the devil. Is see a like that would be the best like that that would re- I mean granted whatever you think about CM Punk being an AEW but I just think all things considered if they had the magic just wand from to pull a storyline perspective storyline perspective that's the best case scenario of of who would be under that mask that yeah 
Yeah. But I don't. I, I, I hardly think it's ever. Okay. Well, then we can move on. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So Tony Khan had promised Sting a present. Now, Meltzer was ranting earlier in the week about how Tony Khan was gotten, getting into like uh, Boy Who Cried Wolf territory, all these dream matches, because they had that Andrade-Danielson uh, match last week, and it was like a dream match. And you know, it's like, okay, it was a very good match. And I'm sure there's somebody who's just like, I'd love to see this match. But to act like you know Andrade is on a tier with Danielson that you've been dying to see this match is sort of crazy. Um, and Tony Khan, God love him, maybe should have said a big surprise for Sting instead of a big present for Sting. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm still sitting here wor working out the logistics of what the present is. R Rick said he would run the ride the road with them if he would have him. Or, but what his he's his corner man? Like, it, what what is the present? I don't I don't like. What does he What does Sting get out of this transaction? That's what I'm not quite sure about. Anyway, I don't know that it matters. I have no idea. I mean, it was. I mean, how? Uh, yes, Ric Flair and AEW is a. I don't know if it's a big deal, but it is um, notable. It is definitely notable. But uh, they, I almost thought like they were going to start an AEW Hall of Fame that night and be like, Sting, you are the first entrant in the AEW Hall of Fame or something like that. Or something, you know, I, I have no idea. But give, mm, mm. Ric Flair hopefully isn't wrestling, right? Like, that's what, that's my hope. I hope that there's well, no, they need a tag team partner because there's going to uh, be a six man tag between Christian and his cronies uh, uh, against Darby Sting and somebody else. But it looks like it might be Edge or sorry Adam Copeland, who they had a an interaction with backstage, and that would fit obviously. Um, I'm back and forth on this Copeland thing, like. I, on the one hand, this is that'll be a lot of fun. I like seeing Sting yell at him. I like to see these interactions with like people I've never seen him interact with before. Um, but it's like the bigger the team gets, the less your the less significant each member is, you know. So like Darby, unless Darby, Sting, and Copeland are like gunning for MJF immediately afterwards, I don't really know that it's a net positive. I don't know that it's that it's. More than the sum, or more than the sum of its parts, the sum of the parts, I guess. Right? I mean, in a in a perfect world, wouldn't you rather just see Darby and Sting do their thing, and then you know Copeland wrestle like whatever Chris Jericho, or you know just whatever, just in terms of card building? I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Adam Copeland came into AEW to do these specific things and have these oh, matchups. No, for sure. 
these matchups and interactions with people that we probably thought we wouldn't see in his sort of last run. So um, I think he could he could build up the younger guys and also get off these. Oh my gosh, would you? Could, who could have imagined these two together or these three together sort of scenarios? Which is which is really good and and you know enjoyable. And man, I mean, they've been just to kind of step back a little bit. I mean, you know. In addition to having MJF versus Kenny Omega on Saturday, and even yesterday's crowd looked pretty, pretty good. Like it looked like yeah. you know they're they're well, they're Philly, kind of you know yeah you know, yeah yeah. Philly's a great wrestling city, so I mean it's good to see that they're just you know I, I, I'm keeping up with the ratings now, and and it's it's starting to look like AEW starting to trend back into a positive number. Um, even with all the, you know, football and basketball on TV, uh, I think you just kind of do what you can to keep people interested right now and, and keep the buzz hot. And well, basketball will probably help them. I oh mean, yeah, for sure. For I'm, sure. I'm sure there'll be commercials and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for, you know, tonight you, you, you're doing a TNT on TBS and, and uh NBA on TNT, I mean, and that, that's, that could only help your product, but, um, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, it's gonna be really interesting, kind of seeing where they take this uh, this whole Sting, Ric Flair, Adam Copeland, Darby thing, and uh, see where it lands with uh, Christian and Edge. Um, are you still are you still are you still getting way, jiggy and, with the? By the way, and they still have Satnam Singh there as far as uh, Jeff Jarrett's crew, and all the NBA fans remember him. So there's yes. that crossover too. Yes, former Grizzlies great Satnam Singh. Um, <laughs> is there? I gotta ask you: Is the is the Christian dead dad jokes already no. kind of getting whack? No, it's fine. Are you sure? Is it getting old? Should be a segment on this show. Is it getting okay? All right, so we should I, find a what, what wrestling pun should we call that segment? But yes, are we getting tired we should, of this? We act? should we should have like a, a a meter, like like from blue to red, and like green is right in the middle, right? Like the green is like, oh no, this is perfect. The red is too much. The blue is like, yeah, this is this is. This is fucking terrible to get this off. Yeah. I think you I should think like we're... trace the arc of like Santino Morella's in a WWE career where it's like at first this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And then by the time that he's, you know, and then like the the Cobra, the Cobra glove is like halfway and then like dressing <laughs> like his, his sister is the end, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's definitely in between the green and the red for me. Like, I don't know if you got. We record these episodes on Riverside, and when we're talking, there's like uh-huh. a green and yellow. When it's when and when I'm loud, it gets red. Yeah. I think I think the Christian dead dad jokes are right in between the green and the yellow right now. <laughs> it's yeah. not quite at the red, but it's right at, between the green and the yellow. It's like okay, I know it's coming, dude. It's like Christian. It's like the episode of The Simpsons when Bart had that catchphrase, and everybody's like, "Do the line, Bart." Yeah. <laughs> it's like the I didn't no, it's do true. it. Kid. Yeah. But at least he got the opportunity to work on some other material last night. He did the full one-man roast of Ric Flair, which was oh, yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that. So, yeah. So, uh, that happened. I don't know if it falls. Okay, this is this is also in the is it getting old category. I don't know if it is. Because I think the answer is probably no, it's not getting old. I just want to put this out there. I agree. Is Tony Storm being goofy? Is Tony Storm shtick getting old? Like, is Tony? St- I love the new Tony Storm character. Does it help that she's goofy, or should she be taking herself seriously if she's actually bonkers? Um, I like that she's goofy. Okay, I like I'm willing to accept that. I just yeah. don't know. Yeah, like not everything. I think there's enough 
you know, seriousness on the show. And, you know, she's what she is is completely different from everything else happening. Like she has her own specific presentation, even down to her like wrestler render on on the on the shows, you know. So um I think the more different she can be, the better. And she's not I think it's still so new and still haven't really scratched the surface of like wild things that they can do that it doesn't necessarily seem like tired yet. So yeah. she can afford to be like just be entertaining. By the Just way, be entertaining. I have a great idea for her. Yeah. I don't know if she's getting... So, so they announced that she's taking on Cheetah okay. for the Women's World Championship, though, which seems like a real no-win situation. You know, it's like, it's... it's. Uh, I don't think Tony Storm should be losing at this point in a big match, and I don't think Cheetah should be losing because, I mean, that we don't need... She should get a little bit of a run. I don't think her in sole purpose of the company should be transitional champion, right? Um... But uh, they might figure, I mean, there's a lot of ways out of that. There'd be this pro wrestling. But for whatever Tony Storm's like big, biggest match, like if she goes for the title again or she's defending the title, or the, it's a huge pay per view at her, at, the, at whatever the apex moment is, she should paint herself in black <laughs> and white. Like do, like do it so she's fully in black and white. But the reveal is that she's coming out with a black and white film you don't notice. And then it cuts to full color, and she is still She's black still and white. Black and white. <laughs> yes. How the hell would you do that? It's would totally you need- doable. You just like just body paint black and white and gray clothes, and everything. Just to, just make yourself look like you would look when you're coming to the ring. But it's just full body paint. I don't know if that's how black and white works. It is. <laughs> I mean, you, they, you go Google Google it. People do this crap on YouTube all the time. Would they look like the the Spider Man Noir character? Where it's yeah, exactly, just like, exactly. Uh, okay, all right, all right. I've seen it. I think I've seen it a anyway, lot. Costumes. I pulled it off. I, but the fact that I'm just complaining about this is just I'm, like I'm so invested in. It. How about that Lexus King debut? Oof. <laughs> Was that the, is that your official review? Uh, that's the official review. Um, for me, um, it was all right. Like the, I thought, I, I, I'll say this. I thought the sliding chair in the entrance was really cool. That was great. I thought that was cool. Uh, still, <sighs> that was about it for me, man. Like I gotta be honest. Like I think I think the presentation was cool. I think uh, you know the sliding in the chair and then you know, I would have tweaked up look. his look a little bit. I mean, he looks he looks more like his dad than ever, right? Like I know uh-huh. the whole thing is like I'm trying to. I'm not going to be like him. He died when I was this young and I'm going to take the name of the people who raised me. And no, but they're still making it part of the story. It's sort of we're taking it even though we're not. It's fine. But he looks exactly like the, the loose cannon era of Brian Pillman yep. with, the, with the jacket and stuff. Um, it, uh, he's at the right place, which is NXT, yeah. which is being able to sort of like fill this whole thing out, fill out his act and, you know, find something for him on the roster that makes sense. Uh, that also kind of like, you know, plays up what, what he has going for him, which is his legacy and his look. Uh, he's not really the, the most sound, uh, in the ring yet, but that's what NXT is for, man. Get there and get those reps in. And, um, you know, hopefully he'll hold, but this time next year we'll be like, wow, like this dude's really developed, but. I do like I think, the NXT has the NXT is one of the I think the, the the only show that you can really pull off the debut match on a pay per view. That's a that's a little that's a cool little gimmick that they have for sure. But with that with the NXT man, I, I, so I'll ask you this, Dave: um, Does it help or hurt that sort of 
debut on a pay-per-view when we've seen you in the AEW already. No, like, I mean, I think it's just sort of a, a, a palate cleanser. We're just, we, you kind of go, you got to go through the motions a little bit because mm. of, because of the situation. But we have seen him before. We've all seen him before. But you know what? Even the most diehard wrestling fan has not seen that much of Brian Pillman Jr. No, AKA of course Alexis not. King. And it's not, it doesn't matter that much. This is no. a, this is a, this is a blank slate, more or less for them. So, uh, you know, I, I, you just kind of got to go through the paces and then we'll get there. Okay. All right. All right, I feel you on that. So yeah, that's just a little thing. Chase U are your new tag team cha- NXT tag team champions. Shout out Chase U. I like them, man. That was a um, shock. Yeah, I was that was shocking. Not a shock in the way that they've kind of put the story together, more than a shock and just sort of like I kind of thought Chase U you you would if if they never put the belts if they never really did anything significant with Chase U, it wouldn't be a total shocker. But they you know, they gave them titles. They're a lot of fun. Love Duke Hudson. Andre Chase is an, an incredible talent. It's just, I'm, I have no idea how Chase U would ever translate to the main roster. So um, maybe they never will, you know. But like it, it's, but they're a lot of fun to watch on NXT. Um, the family, you know, the that transition is going to be a little bit easier. Still a little bit cartoony, but they'll figure that stuff out. Oh, for um, sure. Love Davenport and Dolan, just like I thought I would. I mean, what? Which? We, oh, well, we t- I talked about great matches of the week. We have a new NXT Women's Champion. We do. Larry Valkyria beat Becky Lynch for the NXT on belt. A, on a roll-up. On a, on a, yeah, on well, a... after a, just an incredible match. This was mm-hmm. a passing of the torch match just by the numbers. It was so good. So much fun. It was a, presume, assuming this is the end for Becky Lynch and NXT, um, what, I mean, just a fantastic goodbye what a great run she had with that title what is going to be the history of becky lynch as nxt women's champion i would say she made the case for a mid-card women's title like i, I think with becky lynch well, on the main the, roster yeah yeah Man. i think she made the case for it um just in that time she got i, I don't know who was keeping track of this but every time i, I turn on a raw smackdown there'd be like a stat. Like there was eight different women showcased on this episode. There was 12 different women showcased on this episode of Raw Smackdown. And I think that's the way to do it now, right? Like if there's, if there's a way to implement a mid card title in the event that, I don't know, a a TV company doesn't buy NXT and is like, yeah, we don't want to do another wrestling show. And and that event, I think they made they made a, it possible where you know you could have a mid card women's title on Raw or SmackDown. Now it will probably, hopefully, um, you know the NXT women's title or just the NXT title in general would would kind of be used like that, like a like a women's mid card title from now on. But um, there's a million ways to skin a cat, man. Like people talk about, you know, if you're a top person, you got to be the main event. You got to be you know, the most important person on the show. But sometimes, like, being selfless like that and doing this run like she did on NXT. And well, I think this helped her more than whatever she would have been doing. I mean, not whatever she would have been doing, but just being in the kind of a middling feud on the main roster. Of course. Because and, everything, and because she's in the main event all the time. She's in a main event all the time. And right? more so props I mean, to her for that. More props to her for that because there wasn't really an opportunity for, um, you know, 
it was being able to kind of use use that time wisely. Like, use your mm-hmm. TV time wisely. And that's what she did, man. Like, it, just her being backstage and interacting with the Zia Lees and the Lyra Valkyrias and, and, you know, even Jade Cargill and all these women that in most other circumstances probably wouldn't get a whole lot of TV time, even if they're not wrestling. Just, just, just being on the screen. Just, just ups your value. Well, so I, I think that's the legacy that she leaves as an NXT champion. So not for nothing, man. I usually just don't do these like sheer numbers things. But, but the, somebody I don't even I don't have it in front of me. But there, but the, but night one of Halloween Havoc was just like eighty percent women. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even notice at first, but it was like you know it, they, it was a real focus on the women's division, obviously. Um, and then in the main event, Lyra Valkyria comes out a huge star. I mean, she's one of these that's been, if you watch NXT, you know that she's been kind of on the cusp for a long time. When we talked to Tiffany Stratton, she was one of the names that Tiffany mentioned in terms of like, you know, the best talent found there. And, and obviously a lot of people have talked her up. Um, but now, now Becky Lynch is out the door and Valkyria and Tiffany Stratton and the other people you named are, are all, have all benefited from it. But those two are legit stars now. Absolutely. Have a new NXT women's champion. And, that is what like doing a good turn for the business looks like, right? I mean, it's it's just gonna be it's it's what a, what a run, what a run, you know? It's 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 it's, a, it's just a really cool thing. Sometimes you gotta do, but she she did business is, is what people would say. She did good business for for the women's division. Yeah. And sometimes it's not all about yourself. Sometimes it's about you know you could get over without winning every single match, and I think everybody benefited from Becky being in NXT for as long as she has. Yeah, and there is a sort of like free pass thing. They should with the men's side too. There's sort of a free pass that comes with the NXT, right? Because it's like it's a little bit of an exhibition. Yeah. If, Co- if Cody went down there and won the men's title and just sort of pranced around on NXT TV for a while and then lost in basically like a friendly against a really game, I don't even know who it would be at this point, a really game Trick Williams or Nathan Frazier or like whoever, you know, like a good long, but it's like a friendly. They could just sort of end with a handshake. Here's your belt. All right, you kids can go back to playing with it. See you later. And it doesn't really hurt as much as it would, you know, as it on the main roster where we're like, and you know, where everything feels like so important. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a really, really good look. Yeah, there's a the, the, the NXT still has the street cred, right? Like it's still the 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 show you go to to be like, well, there's not a whole lot of bells and whistles, but here's a ring and four turnbuckles. Let's just have some matches and yeah. It doesn't really hurt you that much to lose cleanly or lose in, in, in the fashion that Becky Lynch lost in. There's something more pure about it. I it's definitely know. more pure. You know, there's, she, she kind of gets up, shakes it off, raises the opponent's hand. And then, you know, I'm sure the crowd chanted, thank you, Becky, on the way out because they know in the same vein of John Cena sort of coming down to do SmackDowns every week. They know it's not going to be for long and you should be happy that it happened, especially if you got to see it at that time. True. So it's it, true. it works for everybody. Um, oh, a couple of things I didn't mention before, uh, before we, from Dynamite. Um, we got to talk about Swerve. Are we, our, our, our weekly Swerve segment. Come on now. Come on now. He went to Hangman's house. I love me a good home invasion <laughs> in wrestling. I don't think there's ever been a home invasion angle that I didn't find mildly entertaining at the Swerve, very least. He's, I mean, he's not playing with fire, but he is playing with, he, he is he is playing with the, he is toying with the audience. 
You know, I mean, just the way that he, I mean, like, he he's pushing buttons out there so, in a way that nobody else can, mm. and it is impressive to watch. It's control. It's maestro shit. It's like yeah. it's the control that he has over his performance is really incredible. To sit, like, look behind me. Can you? I mean, the the. I, I can see I the I can see the finger. Is that finger paints or is that uh? Those are paintbrush paints. I mean, this is paint. this is the room that's just kind of arbitrarily des- uh, decorated with my four year old's art. Yeah. If I had told you, if I tore this in half right now, you'd be like, what are you doing? You know, whatever. <laughs> if you came to my house and tore it up, it would still be like, dude, that's just like, that's really unnecessary. But to think that like tearing up a kid's art would get an entire, uh, an entire stadium full of people to gasp out loud. Even in, even out of kayfabe, like the gasp of like, I can't believe they would sacrifice some kid's art for this storyline. It is right. impressive stuff. I mean, yeah, home invasions are cool. Him tearing, you, him tearing up that art might have been, might might be, the generational successor to Pillman pulling his gun. I mean, it's like <laughs> that was shocking. Oh man, let me tell you something, man. I I talk to Swerve a lot, and I, I've known him for a number of years, and I always tell him. Your greatest superpower is your ability to be a hater amongst any level. Right? Like there's no there's no baseline for his level of being a hater. Like he's a real he's a he's a hater for real. Like, like a real know, life hater. Like he's a real life hater. Like we'll be talking about like the Knicks or something, or we'll be talking about anything that just has to do with, nothing to do with wrestling, and he will just find a way to hate on it. And I'm just like, yo, you're real. Like you're really like just having an incredible ability to just. Like play, like bro, like bro, you should be in the play haters ball, man. Like you just find reasons to, to just not like shit. And um, you know, on top of that, man, the home invasion angle. There's ways to do it that, you know, we've seen Seth Rollins do it. We've yeah. seen Edge do it. We've seen, uh, you know, Randy Orton obviously Triple H. Um, there was a couple on AEW recently as well. I mean, Dom and Rhea. Did the mm-hmm. home invasions. The best thing about <laughs> please don't cut this out and like use this for me if, if this is ever if I'm ever on trial for something and something goes wrong, whatever. But the, <laughs> the best thing about home invasions <laughs> is, go is, on. <laughs> the best thing about home invasions is that the 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 overall uneasiness that we all get knowing that the person whose house it is likely you're with them. So it's not just like that person's in the house and we're all watching it. It's like that person's in the house and the person's house that it should be in. If you're live in the crowd or you're watching it on TV, you're all experiencing it at the same kayfabe, all experiencing it at the same time. So every single thing has to work to levels of disrespect that just escalate and escalate and escalate until the very end, which is when Swerve puts uh, some merch on, (laughs) apparently on, on, uh, Hangman Adam Page's infant child, <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. or at least in his crib. Um, I think Swerve is one of the more cerebral wrestlers out there right now in in 2023, 2024. Um, his in ring work has been always quality, but like I've always said, man, it's it's the stuff that you do outside, and it's the stuff that makes people pay attention. Uh, as far as storyline wise, that gets people hooked in and. 
I think we're all pretty hooked in on Swerve and Hangman now and seeing where it's going to go from here because that is when you when you when you're doing that there's really no other levels to come back from as, except sheer brutality. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what what Swerve Hangman match we get from this cuz it's it's only going to be stepped up now. Yeah. Jeez Louise, what a segment. And I like how Nana's out there still like sort of being like goofy. Like he's still, he's still sort of, he can still be a little bit of a baby face, you know, or whatever, because mm-hmm. the crowd loves him so much. It's just, a, it's a, I don't know, man. Everything Swerve does is just incredible. What, what, a, what a tear that guy's gone through. Sorry, I he's missed on, that. He, when we were talking through Dynamite. Too much other exciting stuff going on. Um, I would recommend everybody, if you didn't see that, go back and, well, actually, don't watch it. It'll scare you too much. It's a good Halloween, <laughs> good Halloween season segment. Um, uh, we had a big Raw uh, that was discussed on, Wednesday Worldwide and Cheap Eat. Um, what, is there, what, what, is there any notes that we need to go through? Drew McIntyre still slowly turning heels, beat Sami Zayn. Um, we got Cody Rhodes versus Priest at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got? Oh, Logan and Dom. Heat shared the ring together. My gosh. Somebody called them the Mullet Club on on uh, <laughs> on the internet. Which That's somebody, a good you got to make that shirt. That's a good one. They're putting those two folks in the ring together. If you had told me two years ago that those, that those they were going to be sharing a ring, cutting a heel promo together, I would have been like, I will, you know, make uh, that. That's the opposite of appointment television. I will flip the channel before that segment comes on. How boring does that sound? It's incredible <laughs> stuff. Mm. Um, really, really cool. And and now you know, Ray versus Logan is going to be a lot of fun. We have the whole family involved. It's going to be great. Um, uh, what else? Was there anything else from Raw? That, anything Raw from Raw you wanted to touch on? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, I I thought the uh, I thought the the Rhea Nikki Cross had like a zombie moment when Storm walked out. Um, uh, Bronson Reed still doing his thing. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. the The main event was was pretty solid. Jey Uso, yeah. uh, getting his shit in, still trying to still trying to bag Rhea Ripley, uh, which is fun. I think we're you know it was a by the numbers episode of Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? We got super mm-hmm. super Cody at the end with uh you know just limping on out there and still handling business in a in a, in a three piece suit or what was left of it. Uh, pretty by the numbers Monday Night Raw. I don't think there was really much to. Re- what do you think about what do you think about Rhea Ripley trying to recruit Seth Rollins? Do you think that's just it's a misdirect or like what what's it is the. Mm. It's like they're like they're, they 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 want to they they what they try to get Jay Did they try to get anybody else? It's like they really want another member of the group. They definitely don't want it to be J D McDonough at least officially. <laughs> it's like they're JD trying McDonough, to get... J D McDonough is like the Tyler hero of the Judgment Day right now, right? Yeah, it's like they just keep it is. They just keep trying to find someone to trade for him. Like, hey, listen, you know, it's like they all move. agreed that they were gonna find a new member, and if it's any, and it's like if it, and listen on on December first, it'll be if it's no, we don't find somebody else, it'll be J D McDonough. <laughs> and so everybody that raises out there just desperately trying to find somebody better than him. All right. Um, so let me ask you, Dave, what are the odds that Judgment Day either sides with Drew or Seth after Crown Jewel? Like, what if I know they both agreed to have no Judgment Day in the match, but it kind of makes you wonder if one of them might have well, cut a deal I with mean, them and we'll figure that out at the end of the match. Chekhov's gun or whatever, right? It's like if they if you introduce the notion that someone will be involved, then they will be involved, right? It's yeah. like your your team is banned from ringside. Well, so, sometimes that works as like a blow off match. 
But you know that, that means they're gonna that it's it's hanging in the air there. It's definitely um, in the atmosphere. I think they'll be involved. I don't know if we'll really get to the bottom of what their motives are, but I do think that they'll be involved. I mean, I gotta, oh, wait, Kerm is Kerm. here. Kerm, I got Kerm? a question, man. I'm I'm getting kind of sick of it with the Judgment Day. When are they gonna stand on business? We watched this week. <laughs> we watched what they could do to Cody Rose with just JD and Damian Priest. Why can't five people walk down to the ring, beat the shit out of Seth Rollins, and cash in the fucking briefcase? I'm so sick of it. I'm, so, I'm just sick of it. Good point. We run raw, but we can't just jump Seth Rollins and take the belt. It doesn't make sense. Like I just I hate when the the briefcase doesn't have like logic. Like when Braun Strowman had it, it's like there's no reason for him to just be walking around. With it. You know, you can cash yeah. it any time. That's all I gotta say. Uh, I now totally agree. No, no, no. And the and the answer is they should address that. I mean, it's re- it's a really simple thing to do. You just you have them actually try it one week, and then you have Drew McIntyre come out and defend Seth, and he's like, "No, I'm next." And if you want to try this again, then me and my sword will kill you. You know, right, right. I feel like yeah, they they tried it uh, at one point, and Drew basically was the protector of such uh, cash-ins. Uh, but yeah, no, I think. Um, it would make a. I'm, I'm just hoping that one of these people join the Judgment Day, or at least enlist the help of the Judgment Day, right? Like it would kind of make sense for it to be true, right? Like it would kind of make sense a little bit, but. Well, I think it would, I mean I think it'd be awesome if Drew joined. I think you know you run the risk of the Judgment Day getting a little bit bloated at that point, but like I'm not sure that that's anybody's like top concern. You know, at that mm-hmm. point you can just you know just spin off Damian Priest or whatever, which I think would be fine. I mean. Um. Yeah, just do that. Never mind. Just just yeah, have just always, join I, and have Damian Priest get jealous and uh, Damian Priest, or like we said before, Rhea, Rhea makes a deal for Priest to use his briefcase, and Priest is like, "Now nah, I'll, I'll get out of here." And then that's it. it's great. Um, that might be the move because somebody in the Judgment Day has to spin off. I think just from a practical point of view, it's like you know, it's it's it it it, it is a it is a tactical move for WWE to use that opportunity for one person to sort of be able to evolve. Yeah, um, somebody's got to break out of that group. And Drew joining kind of makes the group more significant, too, at the same time. So, um, so yeah. I think that's that makes a lot of sense. Man, um, we'll anyway, I think that's it. Let me run through my notes real quick before we get out of here. Oh! Impact is tonight, and they're airing the Mike Bailey-Will Ospreay match in its entirety. Come on. So if now. you didn't get to see the pay-per-view, you didn't get to see Bound for Glory, go watch that match. It is ridiculous. Real good. Ridiculous. Um so, uh, uh, Bill so Dundee just had his 80th birthday. Did you see that I do you see that the tweet I sent you? Uh let me see. But I Alan was gonna Cheap follow shot. up. I was gonna follow up on the okay, Alan Cheap Shot. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Clicking here. Uh Bill Dundee with Jerry. <laughs> Yo, you are you are. You are really going in on this Jerry Lawler goatee. This oh, is the Jerry, Jerry Lawler heard that we said he looked old in a photo, so we went and took a picture next to Bill Dundee on his 80th birthday. Jerry looks and like a spring chicken in this one. No, right? uh, Superstar Bill Dundee was my favorite wrestler for some period of time when I was a child. He was and Coco and Coco Beware was my favorite wrestler for a period of time. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Like he's he was great. He was when I was a kid. I think he was already in WWE. I don't I don't know. I might have seen him in Memphis a little bit. Um, I did get to see them both when I went down there in Memphis for like a signing, you know, a decade ago or whatever. And it was there. Yeah, I mean, Coco was 
had like a like a parrot. Uh, I've told this story before, but he did not have Frankie. Everybody else if Frankie was there. And Frankie died in a fire, sadly. But but he um, he was wearing like a like a parrot, a plush parrot hat that it was like he bought at Bush Gardens or something, which was not. Mm. It didn't do him any favor. <laughs> um, but 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 Coco Beware looks great, man. I mean, he looks like he's fit as a fiddle. Black uh, don't crack, man. You know this. Bill Dundee <laughs> was the best, man. Bill Dundee was like five feet tall, built like a built like a fire hydrant and was just the best and did a lot of booking and creative and he was a great promoter for a while too absolutely one of the legends another one of the first uh guys from uh, australia to come and revolutionize our business like we see so many of them right now um what were you gonna say i was gonna say it's it's a follow-up on the will osprey uh oh yeah uh, speedball bailey match I, i tweeted out a video which Paul Heyman also retweeted in the midst of the the Will Ospreay possible sweepstakes in February when Paul Heyman uh, very graciously gave Will Ospreay a bunch of uh, kind words to say about a very young Will Ospreay and then offering him his business card. Uh, you know, and this is several, several years ago. So I thought it was very interesting that Heyman retweeted that video at, at the time that you know, Will talked about possibly going to WWE, possibly in TNA Impact. Now, of course, this is all usually probably. Uh, oh, this is this is exactly how free agency should work, right? Like you got to show, yeah. you know, you got to you got to drop the cost as high as you possibly. Well, can. I said when he when he was talking about his free agency on AEW, I was like, well, then he's definitely signed with them. But I guess not, man. It looks like he's really a free agent, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, shoot. It, 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 <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it more, I mean, if WWE really wanted to make a push at him, he seems like a guy that might be in in the in the AJ Styles mold of yeah. That's the that's the right that's the right comp. You know what I mean? Like AJ's getting up there in age, like, and, and he was already kind of uh, uh you know a well traveled person before his debut. So I mean, like I feel like Will Osprey might give the same sort of buzz if uh, you know he he chose to go to WWE over AEW. Um, and me personally, I mean, I I, I just I I gotta see him versus Seth Rollins at some point, right? <laughs> like I think that's the best. Who is the NBA comp for Will Osprey? Oh, that's a good one. I got it. I got one. What you got? Well, oh man, I got one. I got one. I mean, I'm considering him young. Right, yes. because he's but he's not super young, but just because he's new, he's experienced but young. I'm going with Lamelo uh, Ball. Oh, that's good. I was gonna go with Ja. I was gonna say Ja Morant because okay. he's the high because he's a high flyer. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I can see that. I can. They see both that. had some off the court stuff in the past. You know, yeah, some issues. Not nearly. <laughs> I'm not comparing one to the other. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I would yeah. say I would say Lamelo Ball in, in the sense of he's been he's been young and popular for a very long time, and yeah. when he got to the big leagues, it was like, oh, is he actually going to be as good as people said he was? And he actually is. Now his team isn't doing that well, but we all know that this. Oh, dude they look good last night. They good last night. They smacked the Hawks around last night. But the Hornets, yeah, by no. the way, are my other team because my family's off from North Carolina, so I'm going to get excited about that too. You, you guys um, have the second best. Uh, Regional Sports Network commentator crew in the game, by the way. Oh, yeah, they're great. You have the Fantastic. second best in the world, yeah. Nothing's topping uh, Walton, Walton Bring, but uh, yeah, I know. you guys got it. It's an institution. <laughs> Come on. Um, I think that's it. Let's run through the news real quick. Uh, Dana White's about events. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> AEW World's End pay-per-view 
They just announced on on uh, on Long Island for December thirtieth. That's going to be freaking oh, awesome, yeah. I'm sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Grayson Waller's trolling Taylor Swift fans. Yay! Uh, Randy Orton is healthy. Apparently, Ooh. talked about it worldwide yesterday. This this could this could really be happening. It could Ref really be Theory, happening. Now. Ref Theory tweeted out a new version of uh, Voices on Spotify that you can listen to right now. Um, really. Yeah, man. I, I, I just don't that. care I about. Wait. I was watching Johnny Gargano have like a like a live chat or something, and it was like, oh, and of course everybody wants to know about the DIY theme music. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I absolutely do not want to know about the <laughs> DIY theme music. I understand, like, I care about theme music in the sense that, like, I care if a song like like gets me out of my seat. I'm like, yes, this thing's happening, or like whatever. Yeah. Some songs really work for somebody, but like. The, the depths that this has gone to, this is some real, real, like, it's a part of the I, the sort of pers- internet personality that overlaps with, like, gaming a lot and stuff that I just don't, I see it there. <laughs> I don't know if it's overlapping. I just don't care. I, I don't care about whatever theme song somebody was using in NXT, unless it's, like, one of the top, one of the absolute nuts ones. Dave, I care, man. I What's care. DIY's theme song? What is DIY's I, current theme song? It's it's not about DIY's theme song. It's about Johnny Gargano's theme song and how they've just kind of... I mean, he had the perfect entrance music at one point as far as like some knockoff Paramore uh, Rebel Heart Guess sort what? of thing. Guess what? I take. I don't think Johnny Gargano should be coming out to knockoff Paramore. <laughs> I liked it. it was a, I think it was. I think it was. It's a fine song. It's good. A it's, fine a, it's a re- song. It's a really. It's a really good song. If you're like, if if your if your goal in life is to like beat the honky tonk man for the intercontinental <laughs> title, but if you want to be something more than that, yo, I test did not out know some you different music. Much, I didn't know you had this much hate for Rebel Heart, yo. The, the internet's gonna get you for this one. Motherfuckers love Rebel Heart, yo. I love Rebel Heart. I think it's a good song. I think, you know, when he was the the plucky underdog in NXT, it yeah. gave me some Daniel Bryan vibes where it's like, yeah, yeah. this guy's small, but like, God damn it, he's got heart. He's got a rebel heart. <laughs> right? But um just music means a lot. It could it could, you know, it could make or break a lot of careers. And maybe that's another thing. If a theme song doesn't really connect with you, maybe that says a lot about how good you may or may not be overall, but I mean, it's not nothing. Entrance music is a lot. Like, I guess you're right. right. I guess you're right because I, I, you know, I could be because we all remember that great moment where Daniel Bryan won the title at WrestleMania and he came out to that Panic at the Disco song. Oh wait, no, he came out to fight of the fucking Valkyries. Okay, it's a better song. One is okay for a champion. But we got to grow with that song, Dave. That's the point. We got to grow with Flight of the Valkyries for his from from Ring of Honor to wherever he was wrestling around the world to WWE. There was always some version of that song. So that's why it meant something. The same reason why the freaking, you know, the 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 knockoff Haley Williams singer <laughs> to Johnny Gargano's music is so tied into who he is and why when he came back for his big re-debut or his big return, it, it, it landed like a fart in church because nobody knew the song. Nobody knew the song that was playing. Was yes, like, oh, but that's a, that, that's, uh, that's fine. That's I'll give you that. But that's like, that's a hitch. That's a, that's a minor road bump. All right. Mm. And part of the issue was also nobody really knew about, about Johnny Gargano. 
You know, like what we're, people were like, it's not the song. It's like they're, he was came out of nowhere. Like we're supposed to just get hyped for this music. It's like how many people watch NXT? Yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. And even if it were that everybody loved that song and knew that song, we'll get a good song and replace it, and then we'll you know make make us care about Johnny Gargano. We shouldn't be caring about the song. We and should. what is DIY's theme song? What like what like who? I have no who idea. Is, who is worried you, you about DIY's theme song? You got me with my pants down there. I have no idea what DIY's theme song was. I knew Gargano had Rebel Heart, and at Champa's highest peak, he had no theme music at all. He didn't come out to shit. He just came out yeah. to the booze of NXT. So, <laughs> so let's get some. Let's get whatever dudes they have making WWE theme songs now, and just be like, "Hey, can you come up with something that's like Fallout Boy but bad?" Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody will be complaining when we get rid of that in a year. Oh my gosh! Your your disdain for pop punk today is is something I did I not know about. I today. have no problem with pop punk. Frankly, I could be ma- saying the same thing about Sammy uh, about Sammy Zayn's music. But okay. say, you know what? Sammy Zayn sort of owns it. Like yeah, that was part of his personality when the music came, and now it's iconic, and that's great. When some, yeah. something becomes like I get it, I get it. That's fine. He does not need to be coming out to fly to the Valkyries, but although that would be kind of cool, uh, something like that. But like John, I don't look at. I, love, I don't I look love, at Johnny Gargano and think Paramore. And if well, you say Johnny you Gargano... Because they've no, given some shitty music. <laughs> no, watching all of Johnny Gargano's history in professional wrestling, nothing makes me think Paramore. Unless you like pay attention to them outside the ring or if someone tells you, oh, guess what? Johnny Gargano's a big Paramore fan. But that doesn't like me. That doesn't make me like him. That does, it doesn't make me like him. You know, have some interesting music tastes. Or like, yeah, go for the... Maybe, maybe like some music, just at least for your entrance, it goes a little harder. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know if it's it, it's the specific theme music. I don't know if it's about getting the old theme music, but just this one just sucks. This one just isn't good. <laughs> like, it's like, just, it's just, I'm going to pull, I'm pulling one. up Spotify right now. The last thing that I was listening to on Spotify yeah. was, was, it, it, I, I have no idea how this is going to be received, was Tyler fucking Childers. All right. I love <laughs> Tyler Childers. Great okay. Americana artist yes if i was a professional wrestler i would not pick him to do my theme song right no. like I, I i'm fully aware not the best look for an ending song you know like it's it's, it's okay you can pick something different you think envision right, your so character let's, so let's, let's put you like wear an this, iron right? man costume you're wearing superhero costumes to the ring all right the avengers don't come out to paramore right <laughs> but if they did no, but if you they come out did. the freaking like Alan Silvestri, like strings and booming symphonies and stuff. Yeah. That's what it, that's how you come out. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about Oscar, right? Like Oscar had one of my favorite theme music. <laughs> I thought for you a said Oscar. Time. I was like, oh, yeah, Oscar. Men on a Mission was uh, <laughs> no. okay. Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Not Men on a Mission, goddammit. No, Oscar's <laughs> Brian is doing the hand wave right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the Oscar's old theme music. And when they changed it, I was like, why the hell did they change it? But now I love her new theme music as well, because at the end of the day, it's just got to bang. Like, it's just got to, you got three seconds yeah. to capture my attention. If there's not a signature sound in three seconds that, That's that what tells the crowd, yeah. oh my gosh, they got you within those first three to five seconds of knowing exactly who this person is, what they're about. And on top of it, it was good music, man. Like, it, it, it's something you could, if it doesn't, if it doesn't hit the the old cardio playlist on Spotify or the or the weightlifting playlist, like there's there's like yep. four there's like four or five it's true WWE originals that just goes un, un, unreasonably hard in 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 the workout, right? 
And yeah. it's hard to hit those, right? You know, you got you got Romans, you know, mm-hmm. the tribal chief music. That's for the that's for the end. That's where you need you need one more set. Oh, <laughs> what's, what's I have I've I've smashed personal records to the tribal chief's uh entrance music. Um gosh, who else got some good ones? Nakamura? I mean, Cody, are you Nakamura at the gym? Uh, I hit, I hit some Nakamura here and there, not as much. I mean, uh, whoop that trick has has certainly right. earned its way, earned its way in there. Uh, gets you a little hype. I don't know if, if downstate counts, but you know, Kingdom always a good uh-huh. one. You know, what I mean, to get get that cardio out. Uh, can you, yeah, can you can you can you get the cardio into AJ's music? Do you like the the, the AJ Styles make it onto your playlist? Oh, when it first dropped, and I thought it was DMX. Absolutely. <laughs> like oh yeah. The first the first <laughs> four months when I really thought that was DMX, and it's just we don't so want too. none. They that's don't an ins- want none. Yeah, like, oh, that's like an this. instructive example, by the way, because everybody knows that that was supposed to be who's who's that supposed to be? Oh, Cowboy James Storm's music when he came mm-hmm. in. So they had that in the bank, and I think they let him believe. That they let AJ believe that they wrote the music for him for a little while. He was like, "Yeah, I just went to the CFO guys and I said I want it to sound like this and this." And then yeah. it was like magic. They just brought me back this one the next day, but it was really <laughs> because it had already existed or whatever. Um, oh man, glorious was there for a minute too. Oh, bro, uh, the Bobby Roode. <laughs> oh yeah, that is that the it. shortest? Is that the quickest to repeat song on the entire thing? Doesn't that just go really fast back to the? There's only two parts, right? It's just the glorious yeah. and the. I won't give in till I'm victorious. <laughs> like, come on, son, fire. Um, shoot, I haven't, I haven't tested out. It's just me, ooze yet. I don't know how I feel about that. It's just right. me, ooze. They want it. <laughs> I blast that. Nicole. What about uh, Jimmy's though? Born a king. Jimmy's. I still, still got to work my way into that. Still got to work my way into that. Uh, see the, I yo. just searched WWE on Spotify, mm-hmm. and Glorious yeah. is still number ten when you click on songs. That what are the top five WWE songs on Spotify right now? Well, if I just Most search stream. WWE, let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up my my Spotify oh, okay, right now. Okay, top five. Oh wow, this is interesting. Number five, Voices, Randy Orton. Number four, the time is now John Cena. Number three, head of the table, Roman Reigns. Number two, time to play the game by Triple H. Number one. I don't think nobody gonna guess it. <laughs> this fire burns by CM Punk. Uh-oh. Did he hate that? <laughs> yeah. I I, I loved it, bro. Me too. I love this fire burns. I I'm at the point where if he comes back, I'd, I'd much rather, at least for a little bit, mm-hmm. here hear that join again. Well, that image of him running around at Money in the Bank in Chicago before the match starts mm-hmm. and that music playing like lives rent free in my head because it's like, like it's get you hyped up. The crescendo of him getting yep. hyped like first when he first walks out with the white shirt and the Chicago crowd goes nuts. All ever wanted is destiny. He's walking down the shit and then mm-hmm. like he stands on the he stands on the on the, on the turnbuckle and then like they're already hyped, and then he just starts just doing going through the laundry list of the curses <laughs> he can't say on TV. Yeah. And we're all, and I'm even more hyped now. You know and what then, they should do? Oh, uh, so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. They should give this fire burns to Johnny Gargano. Just get, just <laughs> give it to DIY anyway. It has a very, it feels like DIY. The, the, the fun fact this fire burns is Randy Orton's theme music for like a I week. Was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of fit for a second. I was like, oh, okay, this it's kind of I can I can see this. But yeah, nah. Punk, if if Punk is listening, 
I know there was a there was a video going on going around that got low viral this week of somebody creating a Seth Rollins versus CM Punk entrance uh, at Survivor Series with like the acapella version of Cult of Personality and then the WWE version with the one verse. I'm I'm gonna start the petition if Punk returns to WWE, at least for the initial return. This fire burns, man. Come on. One time. One time, man. Like the old days. Like the like the like old is new again. Like your first entrance into the WWE. Let it rock out. Get that yeah. guy. I like it. Way to distract from the point. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's it. That's our show for today. Yeah. Uh you want to get your plugs in? I know you got yes. a lot of them, it being NBA season. NBA season is back. Uh you can catch me all week long on my show Count It. Uh, which you can now catch on, uh, you know, lots of a markets for NBC Sports. So NBC Sports Los Angeles, NBC Sports Bay Area, Philadelphia, Chicago, um, all over. You can catch all my takes on there, breaking down the power rankings, uh, breaking down the best bets for all the NBA action, and, uh, you know, follow me over there. My podcast, Say Less with Kaz Key and Rosie, is finally, finally back. Thank you so much, folks, for, for tuning in. Our first episode, uh, features my good friend Aristotle Torres, the director of Story Ave, and the film star, the legendary Luis Guzman uh, yeah. on the podcast, who's completely awesome. So I got to kick with him for about two hours and just talk about his incredible career. Uh, it was really fun. Check that out when you get a chance. And uh, yeah, next week will be WWE Crown Jewel. You can catch me on Ultimate Crown Jewel on Peacock, and this is awesome on Peacock as well leading up to the festivities on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, check out all that. NBA season's <laughs> fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to have Love that to it. watch. All right, you can find me here. You can find me on the Press Box. Be sure to listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed, Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Heat, and of course, the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Um, thank you, as always, to our producers, Jonathan Kerma and Brian H. Waters. Thanks to our uh, big boss man, Ben, <laughs> not the wrestler, uh, big boss man, Ben Cruz. Um, thank you all for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Peace.